Hey there, and welcome back to the Purpose and Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Sato, and I am going to be talking about big ideas. I just came back from TEDx Breckenridge, where I have been a speaker coach for the last four years, actually, since the very beginning of that event kicking off. And one of the hallmarks, if you're not familiar, of TEDx is the big idea. The big idea is essentially that thing that gets people to kind of tilt their head to the side and go, huh, I never really thought of that before. Or to really get people thinking about a common subject in a way that maybe they hadn't considered in that particular direction. Big ideas are everywhere. And I'm a huge believer that everyone has a TED Talk inside of them. Now, if you're thinking, okay, I'm not getting on that stage, public speaking sends me into a conniption fit. I want to challenge you to think about talking about your big idea a little bit differently. I fully recognize that speaking on a TED stage or any other stage isn't always for everyone. But if I had to summarize sort of the thing that makes entrepreneurs, purpose-driven business owners, thought leaders, change makers, visionaries, all of them have one thing in common, and that is a big idea. But having a big idea isn't really enough anymore. It used to be that if you had a big idea and it was audacious enough or bold enough or you shouted it from the mountaintops enough that you could be recognized as the thought leader or you could really amplify your message and become sort of the the known person in that space. But, you know, post-COVID, on the tail end of the great resignation, if you're in the corporate space, competition and the marketplace in general is fierce, it's crowded, it's noisy. There's just a lot of distraction. And that means it's essential that you have a very clear and effective messaging strategy to help cut through the noise and then connect with your audience. So yes, you have to have a big idea. It's absolutely essential. And if you can't articulate your big idea concisely, that's a different challenge and one that is worth solving. And that big idea needs to sit in the context of your business and shape what your messaging looks like, who you're talking to, and how you're actually delivering that. So today, I want to dig into and really start to explore how you can leverage your big idea as part of your messaging strategy and in order to create visibility. The goal of that, of course, as a business owner is to grow the business, to increase the impact of the business, and to generate more revenue, more credibility, etc. So this process starts by really understanding what your big idea is. And as I said, that is a problem that's worth solving. We're not going to go into too much detail about that, but on the surface, your big idea can really come from any, you know, could be 
sort of a unique approach to how you are solving a particular problem in your industry. It could be the way that you're delivering that product or service. It could really be, you know, the focus or the social change that you're really trying to create. No matter what it is, your big idea has to be the foundation or the heartbeat of the business. And it serves as a really powerful filtering mechanism when it comes to decision-making, decision-making about who you're going to say yes to from a client perspective, how you're going to invest your dollars, who you're going to work with, meaning, you know, from a coaching or mentoring perspective, do they mesh with the big idea, with the values, et cetera, that you're bringing to the table? So when you understand sort of the ins and outs of what your big idea is all about, that makes it so much easier to communicate and to communicate effectively. Over the past few weeks, we've been talking about your theory of change and making sure that's embedded in your business strategy. On a really practical level, that means that theory of change is the big idea or the big idea is intricately connected to it. And then when we have that knowledge, when we have that insight, that's when we have and create aligned offers. That's when we you know, make sure that we have a really powerful client experience that's in alignment with that. So for example, if I believe strongly that we need a more inclusive world where everyone is valued equally, where they bring, you know, just by being human, that intrinsic worth to the table, then I'm going to make sure that the offers I'm putting out there support that ideal. When I am building a team, I am evaluating everyone from a place of equity and inclusion and making sure that I'm bringing a diverse community together, right? You can see how those beliefs start to shape what we're doing. Your big idea serves the same purpose. The next thing we'll talk about here is when you know your big idea, you also have to make sure that you know your ideal client. And If you've been in business for any length of time, which I suspect you have, this is probably going to seem really obvious, but I think it bears repeating because when you know your ideal client, it makes crafting your message that much easier. So when was the last time that you really asked yourself, who are the people who need my big idea or who can benefit from it? Who are the people that resonate with this message? Am I speaking directly to them? And am I doing it in a platform or in a way in which they can receive? What are their characteristics and their pain points? What do I know about these people? All of that really matters because if you're putting your big idea out into the world, but you're not stating it in such a way that the people who need to hear it or the people who will benefit from it aren't able to hear or receive, it just goes out into the ether. So a big part of bringing these two pieces together is making sure that your messaging strategy is directed at and to the people who need to hear it, want to hear it, and are able to hear it. And then the other question is, do they know that you're talking to them? So a while back, I had a very interesting experience where As I started talking more and more about social impact and building purpose-driven work into 
the nature of our businesses, the fabric and the core of it all. One of my most ideal clients said to me, I don't think I'm your ideal client anymore. And I stared at her in complete confusion because she is like the most ideal. And as we got to talking, she said, oh yeah, I don't think of myself as a quote unquote social entrepreneur. I don't think of myself as a social impact entrepreneur. And what I realized in that moment is I was using language that she didn't associate with. And therefore there was a weird barrier. So when I say, do your people know that you're talking to them, make sure you're using accessible language and language that they identify with. That's going to make getting the big idea out there to those people in a way that, like I said, that they can really receive. The other piece of this is your big idea is a huge part of your brand identity. So when I say brand identity, this is the thing that makes you instantly recognizable to your customers. So yes, this is, you know, those visual aspects, your logo, your website, you know, all the imagery that you typically use, but it's also what you talk about. So many people know that I talk about business strategy. They know that I talk about CEO time. They know I talk about big ideas. They know I talk about TEDx. Those are part of what I talk about. But the part that gets them connected to me is these more heart-centered ideas. And it all stems from this big idea that I have that when we empower and equip women to use their unique skills, talents, and expertise, and voice to create opportunities for themselves and others through entrepreneurship, women, and communities thrive. That's my big idea. And so I recognize that there are different aspects of that. We talked about that through the theory of change. So other things I talk about are menstrual equity and my support for organizations like, like Days for Girls International that are paving the way for menstrual education, access to menstrual supplies, and personal hygiene items so that women can be included into society regardless of whether or not they're on their period. I talk about my heart for supporting women in developing countries, particularly Egypt, as they seek to create those opportunities through business building. I talk about how I believe entrepreneurship is the way forward for women, especially as we start to look at the tidal wave of population and age and demographics, like all of those things are going to be a factor. And on the fun side, I also talk about silly things like my total disdain for hot fruit, my lack of love for watermelon, and of course, my love for boy bands and Harry Styles, right? What I talk about should be rooted in my big idea. And when you do that, that increases people's connection to you, that builds the trust that they have with you. And the next step is, how can I be a part of it? Oh, well, you have a business? Let's work on your business strategy. Let's work on your impact strategy. Let's work on your messaging, your visibility, your thought leadership, right? You can see how now all of a sudden what I'm known for, both visually and messaging wise, makes a difference. So your big idea is the heartbeat of that. And it really ties all the pieces together and enables your business to grow in a really powerful way. Once you have a clear messaging strategy, you get to create 
the content that explores and really highlights those things. So in my case, I'm writing blogs every single week. You're getting this podcast every single week because it allows me to expand on what I'm talking about in the blog week to week. It allows me to put my ideas out into the world in a way that feels really good to me and that I believe connects with you, right? All of those things, whether it's a case study, whether it's just a social media post, whether it's, you know, fill in the blank in terms of the kind of content that you like to create, we want to make sure that, again, it goes back to relevance and being able to receive it by the audience that you intend it for, that they understand what you're doing, and it's really building trust. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't touch just very briefly on making sure that you're on the right channels and that you're in the right networks to really maximize that visibility. Over the last probably year to year and a half, I have actively been shedding organizations where I don't feel in alignment, where I'm not sure that my big idea is resonating, or that I'm in spaces where either if there are not people in that space who are my direct clients or who know my direct clients, those are not the spaces I want to be in unless I'm strategically choosing to be in them for other reasons, right? So be really intentional about where you're spending your time because we want to make sure that it's, again, getting to that target audience, that they're really understanding and hearing from you in a way that's really powerful. And again, in spaces where they are ready to receive that. The other thing I want to say here is make sure you're not spreading yourself too thin. There has been a long time, very toxic belief that we should be posting on social media, all the platforms, all the days, multiple times a day. And that really does not serve. Not only does it not value or utilize your time effectively, it's just not necessary, right? We don't need to feed into the noise. So be strategic about what content you're putting out. Less is more, especially when it's done consistently, right? So I would much rather you do less consistently than more inconsistently, right? So really think about what is the message that needs to get out there? How can I serve? How can I help my clients know me so that we're building and moving the needle forward where your big idea is concerned? So in wrapping up, here's what I want you to know. When you use your big idea to fuel your messaging strategy and to create visibility for your business, you're not only attracting potential new clients, but you're building a passionate and engaged audience that already shares your vision. That's where the magic is, right? We want to be surrounded with people who share those beliefs, who want to move the needle forward on whatever the big idea happens to be. I want to surround myself with women who care about menstrual equity, who recognize that women are in many places around the world at a disadvantage and we need to help open doors for them. I want to work with women who strongly believe and value the power of entrepreneurship as a way to open doors and for the women to be able to create unique opportunities for themselves, for their families, and for the communities in which they live. 
right? We want to surround ourselves and build an audience that shares that same vision. So when you understand your big idea, when you make sure that you're speaking to your potential ideal client or to people who, you know, can hear and resonate with what you're saying and you use that as part of your brand identity, that's when you build a messaging strategy that really resonates with the right people, with the right audience. It's what cuts through the crazy loud marketplace. It's what cuts through the noise and then drives business growth. So I hope that's been helpful and that you can start to see how everything we've been talking about over the last few weeks is really interconnected, right? Your big idea, the way you want to create impact and change in the world feeds into the business and is layered all throughout in your offers, in your messaging, in your marketing, everything. Your big idea is one of the most powerful tools you have in your arsenal. It's one of the biggest differentiators in your business. And next week, I'm actually going to dig into why that is and what you can do about it. So as I always say, be bold, be courageous, and go make an impact.